Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Right now, philosophical differences. Obviously, the Bears and Packers have philosophical differences. I mean, that's pretty obvious with the Packers now owning that and just being the Bears' daddy for the past about 30 years with Favre and Rodgers. But, Rowdy, philosophical differences pertaining to baseball, especially the team we cheer for, the Milwaukee Brewers, who obviously are done, kicked out of the NLDS after losing to Freddie Freeman's bat and the Braves. And then, Rowdy, the St. Louis Cardinals, they lost in the one-game playoff to the L.A. Dodgers uh, after winning, what, 17 in a row to end the season, punking the Milwaukee Brewers down the stretch, getting into the playoffs, and then losing. But yesterday, a surprise to everyone, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt fired. Philosophical differences, they say, with the organization between him and the brass. Very surprising move, right? Because this guy is uh, this guy's a pretty damn good manager, is he not? I mean, he's only been there technically three what you would consider full seasons but really only two he came in in 2018 uh, for St. Louis went 41 and 28 in roughly half a year and then you had 2019 where he won 91 games Mm -hmm. 2020 shortened season when they went 30 and 28 and then 2021 190 games. If you extrapolate out what his winning percentage has been over those three and a half years He's winning 90 and a half games a year. And they fired him. And they fired him. 90 and a half games a year. That's, this that's what he averages per season. And they fired him. What's Craig Council averaging? I mean, Craig Council is obviously, obviously below that. He's been there longer, but uh, it's it's pretty wild because Craig Council is only averaging 85 wins a year. I mean, still, I mean, good, obviously. When no, it comes especially to with the Milwaukee the Brewers. Brewers. It's a team that hasn't won very much over its franchise history. So the Milwaukee Brewers obviously get bounced in the NLDS, Game 4 Atlanta Braves, and, you know, Craig Council, we saw him at the Milwaukee Bucks game as the Bucks were going on to win their championship. The cryon was, you know, up on Council when he showed him the Jumbotron, and it said Brewers legend and manager Craig Council. I think it just shows, though, how much of a difference two franchises really have. You have one that's just happy to be there, and you have another that says we're either winning World Series or you're done. Yeah, let's see. Um, like, what else? Could, what else could that mean for reasons for being fired? The Cardinals, president of baseball operations, um, said, "Quote: We decided internally it would be best to separate now. We have determined that we have a philosophical difference in the direction of our major league club, where we felt the team was going. We were struggling to get on the same page." And think about what happened to him this year. They won 90 games, finished in second, made it to the postseason, obviously lost a one-game wild card to the Dodgers, who just now I think, well, and I think everyone would say is probably the best team in baseball this year, even though they finished a game behind the Giants. Yeah. Going into it, they had the highest win total of anybody. They have the highest payroll than anybody. It's, it's LA. They're coming off of a World Series. But I mean... You think about what Mike Shield had to deal with this year. His ace pitcher in Flaherty was done for the majority of the season. 
You didn't have him. His number two in Miles Michaelis was done for the majority of the season. You didn't have him. All of a sudden, you were relying on a 40-year-old Adam Wainwright to be your ace. And now he had a really good year, and, and he really stepped up. But, but outside of Adam Wainwright, you didn't have a whole lot. Also, your closer blowing out his elbow right away, you kind of had to piece it together with three different guys. Yeah, You had uh, Mike Goldsch- or, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who really didn't play very well until the second half of the season. You had Nolan Arenado, who had a down year, especially offensively. I mean, this guy dealt with a lot of injuries this year. They still won 90 games and made the postseason. So, if this was the Milwaukee Brewers, he would be praised. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably would put him on the the Walk of Fame. Uh, Rowdy, they said, I'm reading right here, apparently their baseball, uh, president of baseball operations, they're, you know, they're David Stearns. He wanted to, I guess, make a change even mid-season. With the coaching staff. The team considered making changes to the coaching staff during the season, but ultimately stuck with the staff in place. But he did, I guess, middle of this year, stop short of saying Schilt would be and his coaches were safe heading into the uh, the next year. They said, in terms of what 2022 looks like, it's a bit premature for me to weigh in. Last week he said, having said that, there's a lot this group should be proud of. They did accomplish a lot. I did see a lot of funny tweets saying uh, this has all the setup for an Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina player coaches. <laughs> well, yeah, how old is Wainwright again? Wainwright's 40 uh, and Yadier's 39. 38, 38 turning 39, I think. Yeah, those the timeless wonders. And they both signed on for one more season next year as their last. <laughs> oh, man. So... Let's see here. The Cardinals now join what the Mets and the Padres as teams to dismiss their manager since the end of the regular season. The Yankees also parted ways with some of, several members of their coaching staff, uh, but Aaron Boone will remain with the Yankees. Wow. Pretty crazy, though. Uh, when when I saw that news on Twitter, my jaw dropped. Like, I couldn't believe it. Really? Yeah, You're I getting know. rid of this guy that basically all he's done is win? RJ sent us, or I woke up from a little midday nap. And I woke up to RJ's message about them firing Shield. I was like, oh, my God. It's just it's mind-boggling to think that one organization can say you haven't done well enough, you're averaging 90 wins a game, and another organization like the Brewers can praise the ground that Craig Council walks on, except for Mike Shield has only been around for technically three and a half seasons, and he's won 90 games twice. Mm-hmm. Craig Council has been around now for seven seasons, and he won 90 games twice. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the pedigree is a little different between the, the organization itself, the Cardinals and the Brewers, yeah? <laughs> if you, you got World Series champions. You got the Cardinal way to the Brewers who just look like they're happy when they make the playoffs. Like, do you think that Mike Shield would still be around if he was a St. Louis guy? If he had connections to the St. Louis franchise, other than being the manager the last four years, like if if he was like if he was a Missouri guy, if he was a made man with the cards, yeah, kind of like how Craig Council is a a Milwaukee area guy. He's a made Milwaukee man. Played for the Brewers from the state. He's had all the the connections. Father of the Brewers. Yeah, had all the connections. Do you think he'd still he'd be uh, kicked to the side? I think Schilt would still be there. If he was a made Cardinals man, a seventeen a team record seventeen game winning streak uh, carried the Cardinals to MLB wild card berth. Now you fired. Yeah, I just don't get how you can uh, do that to a guy who lost Jack Flaherty, lost Miles Michaelis. I mean, lost Hicks, 
Here's had a- down years from other players and still made it there. You're fired. 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 Chill, you're fired. Oh, philosophical differences. Can you imagine, Rowdy? Could you imagine you just rattled off a team record 17 games in a row and got your team, who was all banged up, to the playoffs? 17 games in a row, a team record, in the playoffs, and you get fired for it. Well, there's going to be plenty of people that come knocking on Mike Shields' door looking for a manager. Maybe those Padres were one of the teams that you mentioned that have a lot of uh, talent that uh, really underachieved this year. Yeah. 53 years old, playoffs three times, including in, you know, this year when they won 17 in a row. There you go. What do you think Brewers, Brewers fans would do if all of a sudden the New York Mets, who don't have a manager, they got rid of theirs, and they're looking for a GM after next year? Packaged up Craig Council, <laughs> David Stearns, and Christian Yelich for like a Francisco Lindor and a, a whatever you're looking for, and then they hired Mike Shield. I would, I would, I would be. He- I would love to be on air for that rowdy. Oh man, it would be a total. It would be chaos, and I'm so glad we'd be on air to cover it all. You oh would my just, God, you would just be trading monster contracts of two players that hadn't <laughs> lived up to either contract at that point. A GM who, by all accounts, might have eventually wound up there a year later and then getting rid of a manager <laughs> that is the Wisconsin guy beloved by fans just to hire an oh. arch-rival ex-manager in Mike Shield. It would be incredible. That would be epic. It would be incredible. Especially this one right here. Now, I'd asked uh, Nelly this earlier in the show, and I didn't really get much of a response, but RJ... Are you a fan of polka? Sure. Are you a fan of this polka song right here, The Bears Still Suck? I mean, or The Happy Schnapps? You can't not be. This is one of the greatest songs of all time. I would love to know what Bears fans think every time they hear this thing ring out. They must just oh, hate it. No, like, we've had Bear fans who work here who say that Packer fans are very rude. <laughs> and why do you always got to rip on us? It's a well, it's rivalry. It's a, first of all, it's a rivalry. Yeah. And second of all, we have owned your ass for the last like 30 years. That'd be like a Texas fan asking Oklahoma, why do you always do horns down? Actually, they are doing that right now because, I mean, it is, they petitioned the Big 12 to make it illegal to do that. That's hilarious. Why are you making fun of us? Why are you doing that? Why, why are you doing that? Do something about it then. Well, it's called the oldest rivalry in the NFL. 203rd meeting coming up here. Packers hold the edge, 101 wins, 95 for the Bears, and six ties. The 50th meeting at Soldier Field coming up here. Aaron Rodgers absolutely dominates, 21-5. and five. He has, what, uh, 55 tutties, throwing 55 tutties against the Bears. Team record, obviously. And let's see here, dating back to when he entered the NFL in 2014, wide receiver Devontae Adams ranks at the top of the league against the Bears in receptions, 67. Yeah, he's all right. Number one in yards, 814. And number one in tutties, eight touchdowns. Mm. Among active NFL players, Adams with 67 and Cobb with 66 have the most career receptions for Chicago. <laughs> I mean, when you play them twice a year, it's bound Yes, to exactly. You're really limited to only three teams that can 
have those kind of numbers. Yeah, Randall Cobb is an absolute bear killer. You guys any? Uh, I played the I played the um, the call Wayne Lair v. There's your dagger when uh, Rogers hit. Obviously, when Randall Cobb. Yeah. Um, do you guys have like a favorite Bears memory? I mean, that could be the one. But what do you guys have like a favorite Bears memory at all? Besides this one here, the Raji interception return. Oh, dude, NFC Championship game, BJ Raji, yeah. teach me how to Raji. That's an incredible one. Uh, there was a time when the Packers were beating the Bears. Was it like fifty-six to nothing at halftime at or something halftime? like? Yeah, I remember. Like, how that is that one. even possible? Is that Monday night or Thursday night football? I think it was a. Here, let's see. Uh, I have to go look. There's. I mean, they've played 201 times. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's uh, plenty I'm of sorry. Out there. It was uh, 42 to nothing. Excuse oh, yeah. me. But still, like there were. It was before halftime. There was 14 seconds left in the second quarter, and I have this picture up here of Jay Cutler looking dejected with the score flashing up in front of him. With 14 seconds left in the second quarter, it was 42 to nothing. <laughs> or when you got uh, oh my god, Charles Woods Woodson's uh, Cutler quote. That's a good one. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I mean, you have this right here, which is uh, I'm just gonna let this play for a bit here. This is <laughs> this is incredible right here. It's every interception that Jay Cutler is throwing <laughs> against the Packers. It's a 10 minute video. Best quarterback in franchise history. I do love me some Cuddy. Do you, you think do. it's Do you think it's weird or a good thing that outside of well, RJ coming up with BJ Raji. You already played Randall Cobb. Just the, the existence of Jay Cutler? I don't have a ton of memories of Packers Bears. I feel like it's been so one-sided. They're all just funny ones, right? Yeah, I mean, it should be that should create a lot of memories though. You don't want a bad memory. I mean, but it, don't I they mean, all you, just seem to blur together where it's like, "Oh, Packers won." They yeah, they yeah. beat the Bears. The it's Bears not like stung. I'm sitting here being like, "That time Devin Hester returned one against the Packers." Mm. I mean, this is a this minute this is almost a 10-minute video of every <laughs> interception Jay Cutler has thrown. Well, if it was just the interception, probably be a little shorter. So, you get the extended Yeah, it'd probably be like 7 play minutes. Afterwards. Be like 7 and, minutes. Yeah. Here's another one. Take a listen. With the tackle. Yeah, Jay Cutler with the tackle too. At least he can force out, but still tackle. You know, good enough for good enough for Jay. There he is, shaking his head, pissed. I remember when Jay Cutler came from the Denver Broncos over to the Chicago Bears, and everyone was like, "This is it. This is what's going to put us over so the hump. This is it." And then, you know, Cuddy, believe it or not, is like one of the best Bears quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler was no schlep. He's just, it was demeanor that, you know, rubbed people the wrong way. And there was something about playing against the Packers that Jay Cutler could not help himself <laughs> but throw it to the Packers secondary. Ah. Cuddy and what Brandon Marshall coming over eventually, when, you know, Cuddy came over, that was supposed to be the guy, right? And yeah. hey, they got to an NFC championship game. Got him. They had that defense. It's just. You couldn't deny the Green Bay Packers. Well, that's more or less what I think of when I think of the Bears. I think of the Lance Briggs, the the Peanut Tillmans, the Brian Erlackers mm-hmm. when I think of Bears. The Khalil Mack trade. Obviously, you think of Jay Cutler because it's uh, it's always the Jay Cutler sour face and, and stuff like that, but more or less it's <laughs> sitting it's, on the exercise bike <laughs> yeah it's more of the defensive <laughs> players right because they were mm-hmm. actually the ones worth 
the monsters of the yeah, middle. Even they, historically, you you go and you have uh, Dick Butkus, Richard Dent, uh, or, uh, or special eyes, or special Singletary. teams players like Devin Hester. Right. Uh, do you guys remember when Aaron Rodgers, uh, week one, came out against the Chicago Bears and he hurt his hurt his leg? Almost broke his leg. Yeah, uh, my uh, leg hurt. And then he had his the all time press conference where he's like doped up out of his mind after the game. He's like, hoo, 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 yeah, hoo, that was a pretty hoo, hoo. that was a pretty ugly. What were they? They were celebrating something. The Bears or no? It was at no. They, it was either Lambeau. the NFL or the Packers and Bears. Remember, it was supposed to be like some anniversary. And that's why they put the Bears and the Packers opening on Thursday. Oh, that night. was the the hundred years of Lambo. Yeah, it was. Or they, they were celebrating something. After you're trailing twenty nothing when you come back, you've played in some big games, Aaron. How do you put this one into words? Well, it's it's hard to. It is, but it's the Bear-Packer rivalry. So it would have had to take something really catastrophic injury-wise to keep me off the field in the second half. You know, I went in the locker room. Did all the tests, and then I was in our indoor facility trying to get it loosened up. His eyes, his pupils are just gigantic. Dang. Just grinning ear to ear. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doped up. And once oh. I got back on the field, the adrenaline started going. I'd be able to hang in there. What was the injury? My knee. <laughs> uh, my broke, knee. I broke uh, just, a bone just, just under my knee. I had a hard time putting weight on it. Uh, Doc and I had a conversation there. Yeah, the conversation was, hey, how much Toradol do you want yeah. injected in how you? How much you want? You want two vials? Yeah. What are you going to say, Rowdy? Sorry. No, it's, uh, do you remember how bad that game started? It was terrible. Because all of a sudden that was right when Khalil Mack was traded to the Chicago Bears, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Khalil Mack and that defense were getting after Aaron Rodgers. That's partially how he hurt his knee because <laughs> they were after him the entire time. And then he goes out. He gets hurt. Yep. And it was Deshaun Kaiser time. Yep. And Deshaun Kaiser was literally handing the ball to Khalil Mack yeah, and the he, Bears. First, he threw it to him. Or wait, did he hand the ball well, off he, to he's him? He's a first? walking turnover machine. And then his he threw life. it to him. Like Deshaun yeah. Kaiser was literally giving the ball to Khalil Mack. And, and it was then the, that's when Aaron Rodgers trotted back onto the field when they were down big and, and it was, had the comeback. It was the largest fourth quarter deficit overcome to win in Packers history. Aaron Rodgers doped up out of his mind off of Toradol and whatever else you could find in that locker room. My, my knee. My, ah, oh, my knee. What was the injury? My, my knee. knee. <laughs> uh, doped up Aaron Rodgers. Hilarious. I told him I was going back. You come back on the field. It's that? 20 to nothing. There was a look in your eye. What were you thinking? More pain medicine. Something special. You know, I just, I'm I told so the guys at halftime, I said, right if now. you shut them out, we're going to win. They gave up six, but um, I just had a feeling that we could spark it and get things going if we just put together a couple drives, disappoint, you know, with a field goal. And then guys started making plays. That's what we said to Otto. You know, we got to make some plays. Gmo had a great catch. And then Randall, Gmo. you know, drip drop. Yards for a touchdown. It was pretty special. How confident are you that you're going to be ready for next week against the Vikings? I'll play next week. Congratulations. Uh, just, think, just think about some of the names he shouted out there in that win. Gmo. Gmo. Guys that really were pretty bad. Yep. Uh, they weren't that bad. They were pretty bad. Drip yeah. drop. You, you, uh, RJ, you know about those Iowa girls. Just ask Geronimo Allison. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, Rowdy. Right, welcome back in. Uh, another gambler to the stars, Raphael, coming up at 920. 
Was it Pac-Fan Ryan called in had the bone to pick with Raphael yesterday? And what was that again? That Raph said the over the, was going? Yeah, and he had the over, and obviously... For Packers bungles? All the missed field goals and an extra point did not help that. No, not at all. Didn't he say missed by three? Yeah, I think so. I thought that's what he said. I don't remember. I don't remember what the total was, but I mean, they combined for 44 points. Average NFL totals normally 47, 48. What's the over under um, Packers Bears? It's it's low. I'll have to go look really quick. Uh, Packers Bears at noon, 44. At this game. Oh, uh, be quiet. 44, Rowdy. 44. Whoever was talking to shut, shut up. So, yeah, that's a little lower than the NFL average. And Packers favored by five and a half points on the road. Justin Fields is the enigma right here. What will Justin Fields bring to the table? It's hard to be good when your line is so bad. Rowdy, Justin Fields running for his life just about every game. At one point, well, that's that's like I, kind of the conundrum that Bears fans are in, right? Like you don't want to throw, and I think Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were kind of in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to throw Justin Fields out to the Wolves, knowing that they didn't have a very good team, and I think it bought them time in their careers as GM and head coach to say, hey, we just drafted this quarterback. Yeah, sorry, it's my second quarterback that I've drafted. <laughs> sorry, but. You got to give us time with this guy. They didn't want to throw him right out no. there week one because they knew they didn't have a great offensive line. And then injuries. They knew they didn't have a great offense, so we're going to use the veteran Andy Dalton. But then Andy Dalton gets a little banged up, doesn't play very well. Justin Fields comes in, played pretty good in preseason, played decent when they brought him in there and showed that he has legs. And he get leg- sacked like nine or 11 well, times or well, something like that? that's the thing. Think about if he wasn't mobile. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, I think if he's like a Drew Bledsoe, like a pocket passer right there, just getting crushed. Yeah, uh, Drew Bledsoe. But that's that that's from? like part of the reason why it also was like, man, you want to bring him in, but you don't want to bring him in to fail. But you kind of got to bring him in because he gives you the best uh, ability really to win, win because he has legs to move around in the pocket. And you know the fans are screaming for it. Exactly. I mean, not, not how much he's your first the round fans, pick. But. He was the second best quarterback coming out in the draft. Like, you kind of are in a conundrum, but Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy put themselves in this conundrum they with totally how, did. how bad their other player personnel Like, if been. you were to poll Bears fans and say, who do you want, if everyone is healthy, who do you want to start? Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, Big D Nick, Nick Foles, or Justin See, Fields, you rookie? you even forget that he's on the team. Yeah, or Justin Fields. Everyone, I wouldn't say Fields if the team, how many, if the fans how are running the this? team. How about this? How many... NFL teams can say they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback that's their third stringer. <laughs> like, not a guy that sat on the bench and was just like, yeah, no. I got a ring because I was on a, a guy bench that for a good it. team. A guy that won it is now your third stringer. Yeah. And he's sitting there, um, you know, just and collecting in my a paycheck. Opinion, I think his neck and neck with Andy Dalton is for how good they are. Yeah. So it's not like there's there's some big to do with him being third string. I think he actually probably is third best. Yeah. He, no, he totally <laughs> is. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl. The Bears are so... And yeah. he beat Tom Brady. Yeah, and he was the MVP um, of that Super Bowl run. Wow. Oh, Ben <laughs> Kenny. Ben Kenny says here, the Eagles have Joe Flacco as their third stringer. Oof. Super Bowl winner, Joe Flacco. That's just... Well, for him... Who'd you rather take Flacco point, or Nick Foles? He's just collecting his paycheck. Nick Foles over Flacco, Rowdy? Yes. Yeah, hands down. Nick, er, Joe Flacco's done. I forgot he was in the league. He was with the Jets last year. Yeah. And he actually played quarterback. <laughs> the Jets. And now, Joseph Flacco, the Philadelphia Eagles, who 
got grounded last night by the hands of Tom that's Brady. A good, that's a good pull, but obviously he's an Eagles fan. You forget that uh, Joe Flacco's even in the league. Yeah, I totally forgot. Is RG3 still in the league? No, he's an analyst. Oh, yeah, he was an analyst. No, yeah. And he never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, he never did. I was just thinking of dudes that I like that time forgot about but might still be in the league. Uh, all right, Rowdy. Speaking of the Bears, though, they uh, not only have some um, a bad line, but now they're going to be possibly down another running back. Damian Williams was popped, tested positive for the Rones. He's got the virus uh, placed on the uh, list after testing positive. Uh, if he is asymptomatic and is vaccinated, though, he would be able to return once he produces two negative tests within a 24-hour span. But if he is vaccinated and develops symptoms, he would be able to return once he produces two negative tests 24 hours apart and is asymptomatic for 48 hours. Yeah, so now what they have at running back is Herbert. Khalil Herbert, rookie, and also Ryan Nall, who is a running back out of Oregon State. Uh, let's see here. Herbert played last week and did pretty good for the Bears. Are we going to be seeing a lot of Justin Fields running the ball? I mean, Allen Robinson's going to get his. Allen Robinson's a fantastic wide receiver. He's always going to you know, come up in a couple big catches here and there. Well, I think but that's, outside of that, I mean, what else are they looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you're not going to think that the run game's going to be very good when you're down to your third string. Mm-hmm. When it's most likely the Bears are going to have to pull someone off their practice squad or go out and sign someone. Just so that they have enough depth, and yeah, Bears are into this game. Tough. I hope we see Justin Fields run for his life because that means they're <laughs> going to be getting pressure on him. And I know that uh, Zadarius Smith is out with a back surgery. Oh, Jalen Smith though coming up, Rowdy. But yeah, Jalen Smith should be active now. It sounds like they're probably going to use him more on passing downs because he's graded out better yeah. as a coverage linebacker and. Devondre Campbell has played He's extremely well in, in both Preston's, areas. Yep, Preston Smith is getting better. And your buddy Rashawn Gary, what's up with him? Well, that's that's the thing. Zadarius Smith is out. Obviously, he's been your best pass rusher the last couple of years. The big Z. But Preston Smith is having a hell of a season. Yes, he he's doing Especially well. after coming off of that 2020 season. And Rashawn Gary has once again flashed here and there on plays. Yeah, just flashes once in a while. With Rashawn. But they they need to get consistent pressure on Justin Fields, and they should. Even if you have to use a blitz or two, you have to get to the quarterback. You can't just let Justin Fields sit back there and throw it mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter if it's Justin Fields or someone that has lesser ability than that. We've seen that when the Packers don't get pressure on quarterbacks, especially with who you have playing out in the secondary now with all the injuries, that's only going to make them worse. Yeah, excited to see what happens Sunday for the 203rd matchup. The Packers and the Bears. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Let me see who I got in the line here. Line one, who's this? Who, who are you thinking? Oh, Mr. Essler. David, what's up, Dave? How we doing, baby? Well, I'm doing fine. I guess technical difficulties a little bit there. It's the government trying to silence our transmission. That's what it is. We're, we're too hot. Yeah, we were I, too hot. 
I was actually in study mode. I heard you guys were moving the pitcher's mound back a couple of feet, so I'm going back to school to become an orthopedic surgeon. Because... <laughs> <laughs> hey, a listener called in who was a, uh, just a raging booze hound. Uh, he called in. He's going back to school to be a journalist. So, I mean, everyone's going back and doing some things now, including the mound, maybe. Uh, I don't like to get stuck into one one space for, for, for too long. I get bored easy. Yeah, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Uh, so, Dave, let me ask you this. Uh, speaking of not pigeonholing themselves, um, Wisconsin's got a very unique situation coming up here. Army at Camp Randall with the triple option. Badgers are favored by 14 as a gambler, Dave. How in the hell do you quantify a bet like this when you have such a unique offense that Army runs in the, triples, in the, uh, the triple option? Well, I think that you have to look at the total, the projected total for that game. I mean, it's 39. <laughs> Jesus. So, oh, God. mathematically, um, if they want to give me what two and a half, forty-ish um, percent of the points before the game even starts, I might have to take them. God, it's—I don't even know what to do with myself in this game. Like, I have no idea. It's such—it's well, the great unknown. You could, the other thing I actually like is. Uh, you know, I almost don't care what offense Army runs. I think the Army team total was like 15, so anything over 14, I don't think Army can get in the end zone twice. Yeah, Wisconsin's defense so nice. That would be tough. I'm just – here's what I'm going to do as a as a better, Dave. I'm just not going to bet it. <laughs> I'm just not yeah. going to stay away. It's, it's not like it's the only game tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Hey, Dave, real quick before we pick your brain a little bit about some uh, football games tomorrow – you didn't happen to have the Buccaneers last night, did you, as the Eagles mysteriously go for two points to ruin a lot of people's hopes and dreams? Well, I'll tell you what I did do, and I, I'm actually I'm going to brag a little bit. Please. Um, this is what the show's all um, about. I had I had teased Tampa Bay down to minus a half, like half the free world, assuming there's no way the Eagles are going to win. Uh, probably, I don't know, Monday maybe. And then I was looking at the market yesterday. And it just screamed Eagles. I mean, it was six and a half it actually came down to. And the overwhelming majority of the tickets and the money were on Tampa Bay, as you would expect. And the market just screamed that somehow the Eagles were going to cover that seven. So I went back and also took the Eagles plus seven, hoping for, hoping for a Bucks win between one and six points. So. Look at you, Dave. Fly, Eagles fly. David, let's go. Well, you know, I must tell you that I did not watch the end of the game. Oh, that's so, fine, dude. It's... You know, I kind of just, I kind of just woke up and it was like, you know, Christmas in October. Yeah, is there no better feeling than like Rowdy, Rowdy over here, Nelly? He can't help himself. He's got to stay up even if it's West Coast baseball, despite yeah, the four thirty. I know. He's got to watch till the he... end and stress about it. How great is it to wake up to know you got money in the bank? Well, it's. I don't know about great, but it beats a lot of alternatives. <laughs> hey Dave, what uh, for the college Sunday or college Saturday that's coming up here? What uh, what games are you kind of looking at, my man? Well, you know, I was looking for some 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 Big Ten games, but I just don't like too many of them, to be honest with you. But you know, I, I'm really kind of looking at that Auburn Arkansas game because Arkansas is going to be really pissed off at last year's Auburn-Arkansas game. You know, the stats and everything else say maybe Auburn, but 
You know, Bo Nix has been a little bit mouthy. I mean, I think when they got crushed by Georgia, he was talking about if the referees would have called pass interference, it would have been a different game. Well, it was like 37 to nothing. So they would have had to call a lot of PIs. And then, and then, and then um, last year's Auburn game against Arkansas, Auburn was driving down for the winning field goal. And Nick's, tried to spike the ball to stop the clock. Well, he, he was under center, as you would expect, and he kind of bobbled the snap. It went to the ground. He picked it up, and then he spiked it, but he actually spiked it behind him. Oops. So it should have been a fumble, but they called it intentional grounding. I mean, I don't know why or how, but Arkansas is pretty pissed about that. So I think they may they may take it out on, on Auburn. And so Dave. I'm, I'm, like, yep. I'm liking that one. Good. I like that you like it. That means I like it. So, Dave, what about uh, turning our attention to some uh, NFL Sunday here? Uh, Packers-Bears, oldest rivalry in the NFL. For rivalry games, uh, as they through the eyes and the mind of a better, do you throw out stats in rivalry games? Like, no, 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 no. Stats are the bread and butter here. you got to keep with the stats in rivalry games, too. Well, I think you can split the difference. How about that? Um, I actually like the under in that game. Mm. I mean... The Bears can't pass. I mean, what, they're 32nd, I think, in yards per pass, and, and, and whoever has been under center for them, I think they lead the league in allowing sacks. So, you know, the Packers are just going to stack the box. I think Fields was sacked, was it 11 times in one game? I, something I, something I crazy like that. Something crazy. Like long, that. whether it's Fields or Dalton. It was nine or, or nine or, or something like that. Whatever it was, it was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. And, you know, the Bears' defense is at least legit. I mean, they, they lead the league in sacks, so – you know, I have a hard time laying the points on the road with the Packers. Um, I know Rodgers' record against them, but, you know, I just think that Nagy, uh, his, you know, his only path to victory really is to, to, to run the ball, slow the ball down. So I, I, don't, I don't see the Bears scoring a lot of points. Um, so I like the under in that game, to be honest with you. I, don't, I mean, I don't aren't you play. always honest with us, Dave? Um. That's a good question. That's <laughs> what he says to me all the time. I, too. I assume you are. Maybe shame on me for assuming that, you know? Yeah, I, I am. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, anybody's, if anybody's betting thousands of dollars, I would not want to be dishonest. Well, we have a, a listener who had, his name's Polly up in, uh, in Marinette, Upper Wisconsin, Michigan area. And he said that he had the Buccaneers and the going for two of the Eagles did pissed him off, but he only bet tens of dollars instead of thousands. So you can lie to yeah, him. Well, you can lie to him. It's, it's okay. A, it's all relative. The feeling of getting screwed <laughs> doesn't much matter. Yeah, yeah, I know it's tough. Uh, Dave, any other uh, NFL games? One, any like one NFL game you're looking at? Like I like this one. Yeah, um, kind of a kind of a marquee game that a lot of people will watch, especially at the in the well three thirty your time. The Patriots and the Cowboys. Oh. Um, I like the under in that game as well, because if you remember. Everybody, when they played the when Patriots played Tampa Bay and Brady a couple of weeks ago, and everybody assumed Brady was going to go in there and and tear him up, and the and and it was 1917, I believe, and and mm. I see a similar game here. I mean, New England doesn't want to shoot out, and and Mac Jones hasn't been throwing the ball deep anyway, so you know I, I think people are looking at that total over because of what Dallas has been doing, but they've been doing it at home. And if you look at the last time they went on the road, they only scored 20 against the, the hapless Chargers defense. And, I, I, you know, people look at what David Mills did to the Patriots last week, and I think he just 
he's been through everything at New England, nothing to lose, and mm-hmm. they caught him flat-footed. Um, I think at home, uh, you know, that total this week is like almost identical to the Packers game, and I think we see an almost identical result. Uh, Dave, we love you and appreciate your time, my brother. I'm glad we could sort through the technical difficulties because I missed you like the desert missed the rain, you know. So we'll keep following along on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R. But Dave, before I let you go, I don't think you have any down there in Florida, but do you guys happen to have any Culver's down there, fast food burger joint Culver's? No, we don't. Well, Dave, if you want to get on a jet airliner really quick and fly up here to Madison, I kid you not, uh, today and today only, Culver's in uh, Wisconsin is having the curd burger. It's a cheeseburger, a normal cheeseburger, but on it is a giant cheese curd patty. So a giant fried cheese curd on top of a burger with all the fixings. You want to come out and eat one with us? Why would you do that? Because <laughs> we're Dave. We're Wisconsinites. We're the land of cheese, baby. I, I love, I, I love, I love burgers, but. I mean, every time I go out to dinner with my wife, I get a burger. I don't even look at the menu. Dave. You know, uh, why would you ruin a good thing? Dave, well, we don't know if it's ruined or not. It could be the greatest thing ever. We've never had one before. Rowdy and I. You know, I trust trust that you'll be honest with me later. Have have Rowdy text me. We're going to give you a full review because they open at 10 o'clock. We're going to go scream out of here as fast as we can to go get them, okay? Yeah, I may not get your text because i got to go out and harvest some tobacco. (laughs) What, are you coming up to Edgerton? No, 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 we grow that in Florida. Oh, we can okay. do that. All. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have fun working in the fields, Dave. Uh, you strike me as a guy that could be hanging on the. Uh, you could be a hanger up there in the rafters. No, I'm going to be the guy on the horse with a gun. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We covered that already. All right, Dave. We'll enjoy yeah. it, brother. See you, buddy. All right, Dave. Have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> there he is, Dave. Oh, uh, this guy is more special to my heart than anything Culver's can ever do. That's our sports director, Zach Halpern. Zach, good morning. Really? I mean, you get those crispy fries. I think that's. Extra crispy fries are good, but they don't compare to you, uh, Zach. <laughs> I would redo uh, Prince's Nothing Compares to You and sing it for you mm. if I could. Uh, but, Zach, mm. what's going on? Uh, the Camp, your highly successful, incredible podcast, is uh, causing a lot of waves on social media. I saw a lot of listeners being like, Zach Heilprin is pissed. He's hacked. He was lied to uh, with the Jalen Berger situation <laughs> and Paul Chris. Tell us, tell us more, Zach. Yeah, I don't, I don't, again, I, it may have been a little blown out of portion, but you know when my voice gets high, that's kind of when I'm upset, and my voice got high during during oh, the talk. Did you start yeah, throwing yeah. stuff and breaking bobbleheads? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> no, like so, so so obviously Paul Christ on on Monday was asked about it, and uh, there were you know maybe four questions, five questions, and by the fifth question he was done with it. He's like, "We got a big game this week. I'm on the army." Like that kind of BS. And not BS. Uh, that kind of, uh, yeah, no BS. Like he didn't. He was he was tired of answering questions. He didn't want to talk about it. And um, like, what did you expect was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, like what exactly did you think was going to happen if you you dismissed the one of the top players? You know, one of the top recruits ever at running back, and you don't give a really good explanation for it. People are going to question you. And um, the the thing that I think people are grabbing onto and making it seem like I was calling him a liar, and I. I don't think I was, uh, was just the fact that he said that there was no sideshow going on with Jalen Berger. This was like a few weeks ago when everyone was questioning why he wasn't playing, and he said there's no sideshow going on. And obviously behind the scenes there was. I mean, we've, we've, we know what the reason why he's not on the team anymore, and so there was a sideshow going on behind the scenes. There were issues behind the scenes, and he said there wasn't. That's essential. I, all I said was it's clear that there was. And um, I certainly didn't intend for me to, as it's me, be calling him a liar, but 
Um, you don't 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 backtrack now, Zach. No, I love no. it. I, I, ne- I never call it blind. I'm saying like the, uh, <laughs> it's you know, maybe, um, maybe it's he, a maybe, white, white lie. White liar? Maybe he. Well, maybe he. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't consider it a sideshow. I guess that, yeah, that there you go. certainly is right. So I, I'm not calling him a liar. All I'm saying is it would seem that there was a sideshow going on, depending on your definition. Of yeah, what's the definition of a sideshow? A lot of people say my life's a sideshow. I would beg to differ. Like, I, I don't think mm. so. You know? Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing going on behind the scenes with you. No, nothing at all. I don't do anything nefarious. Uh, Zach Halprin, mm-hmm. who is uh, our prince around here. Uh, Zach, when it comes to Wisconsin and mm-hmm. Army, I don't, I'm trying to think of a good transition I failed. Uh, Zach, when it comes to Wisconsin and Army, 14 points, that's the spread Wisconsin's favored by. Why do I have a bad feeling about this game, like something weird's going to happen and Wisconsin's going to have egg on their face? Should I, should I be feeling that way? Is it the uncertainty of the triple option? I was going to say it's because you've watched Wisconsin football this year. Yeah. Um, right? No? Yeah, yeah I think no, it's I have. Be, right, yeah. I, Army's, here's the thing. Army's defense is actually pretty good. They stopped the run really well, so you, you may be looking at Graham Mertz to make some throws. Uh, they haven't necessarily faced I mean, they haven't faced a Power 5 team yet to to this point, so it's possible that they just have been, you know, eaten up on cupcakes. But, yeah, I think that may play a role. I mean, yeah, it's a triple option because it is so unfamiliar and so unique to Wisconsin, and they haven't seen it in forever. And um, the, the, the one big thing that I think may play out tomorrow night or just is something to watch is their starting quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading passer. It doesn't sound like he's going to play. Uh-oh. He, uh, Christian Anderson, he's uh, by far their best quarterback. Um, and it doesn't sound like he's going to play. He got hurt against Miami of Ohio. Didn't play against Ball State, the only game that they lost. And um, no. I don't know, Jeff Monk and the, Monk and the coach sounded, sounded – sorry. No, question, I just have a question. When you say by far their best quarterback, what quantifies <laughs> being a good quarterback for He's Army? their best their running best, quarterback. <laughs> their best running back. Their best running quarterback. He's the fastest? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. If you, look at, if you look at his stats, though, passing-wise, he's probably their best – he's their best passing quarterback as well. Uh, now, the stats are not – Great, but if you look, well, they have more passing it, touchdowns than Wisconsin. Well, technically, yes, uh, but if you count touchdowns thrown to the other team, Wisconsin has six and they have four. <laughs> yeah, but so. we don't want to count those. Though. <laughs> you, you don't have to, but I mean that's, that's certainly part of it. No, I yes, that's what constitutes their their uh, best quarterback, the guy who uh, can run the triple option the best. So I mean, they have some other guys that they they've used even with Christian Anderson, but this guy, I mean, he's their he's their guy. And uh, it sounds like he's not going to be available tomorrow night. Zach, so you always text us Thursday night asking for a prediction for the Wisconsin game that that uh, week this coming up weekend. I'm yeah. curious to know what your score is because me and Ebo at the end of the show always come up with, "Hey, this is what it's going to be." And we try I'm not curious to be the same. What you think the score is going to be? <laughs> do you guys have to go and look at your text messages to make sure that you give me the, you give uh, the same score that you gave me? I do. Yes, Rowdy does. I okay. do not. I have to. Okay. In fact, I have it pulled, right. up, I have it pulled up right now. <laughs> Yeah, my short-term right. memory struggles sometimes. The, the reason why I was yeah. curious on what you thought is because I feel like if people think that they can shut down the triple option, I think Wisconsin covers the game. If you don't believe they are, if, if you think they're going to struggle to shut down the option, it's going to be a close one in my opinion. And the only reason why I leaned with Wisconsin covering the game barely in the score prediction was the best unit on this football team is the linebackers. Triple option is all about linebacker responsibility and defensive line responsibility. And I think that's their best two units on the defense. It is. But you also don't, if you haven't played against it, are you 
Like that's the well, that, didn't, that's didn't Jimmy Leonard say they've been preparing it but, even before the season started? Yep, yep, of course, yeah. But working on it since the spring, but it doesn't mean like you're going to yeah. Like the guys that are running it, uh, like Danny Vandenboom, or I, I guarantee that we're not using Danny Vandenboom as the uh, scout team quarterback this week. But like Daniel Wright, uh, he transferred. No, Deacon, Deacon, Deacon Hill. Obviously, he would probably be a choice. Deacon but, Hill. Um, no, they're obviously using probably like a, a running back or a quarterback to, to run that that offense. But that's the uncertainty around it, Nelson. Like, you just don't know. But I think it's also the fact is, are you confident Wisconsin's offense is going to put up points? Like, that's where I'm, I'm not. So it's, I have it at I have it at 21 to 10. And so I have 28 that, to 7, just full disclosure. This, this, yeah, uh, yours is 28 to 7. Nelson, I think, has them put up 30 points, right? 31 to 14. You got yeah. a 30-burger? So – so you have them scoring 14 points, but you think they're going to stop it? Yeah, I, f- I feel like you have to like account. Is, you have to at least account for one sense. pick six. So there's, oh, there's okay. <laughs> all right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the offense Thank slash you. special teams will give them one score, okay. and then the defense will give them a score. <laughs> yeah, gosh, this team in terms of turnover margin is the worst in at least the last 12 years. Like they're turning the ball over like two over two times a game. No team has ever turned it over. You know, well, I shouldn't say turn it over. I shouldn't, excuse me, turn the ball over. Uh, that's their turnover margin is minus 2.2, which is the worst in at least the last 12 years of any team in the country. But last so, I checked, Army's not ranked, obviously, so Wisconsin won't lose to them because they only lose the ranked teams. Yes, but they will certainly can turn the ball over against uh, unranked teams like we saw last week. Yeah, like, Graham Mertz is you, pretty you, good at that. <laughs> right? Uh, Wisconsin had over 100 yards in penalties last week. They turned the ball over twice and still won 24 nothing. Screams how poor uh, Illinois was, but I don't. I don't know. I I think Wisconsin wins. It's just there are some uniqueness to this to this game. Yes, yeah, the great unknown. And what uh-huh. we do know about Wisconsin is that they kind of stink. So, um, well, parts of the well, team they, stink. Yeah, there you go. The defense is damn There's, good. That defense ra- is good. Rather significant parts of the team stink. Yes, that's that's more appropriate. That's why you write the articles and I just read them, Zach. Uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Um, and Zach, finally, when it comes to the oldest rivalry in the NFL, what do you see happening as the the Packers go down to Soldier to take on the Bears? How do the Packers lose this game? Turnovers. <laughs> Justin right. Fields so, looks at Justin yeah. Fields looks at the Packers defense, and then he thinks of the Michigan Wolverines, and he dominates them. But you see, he got really pissed off this week. Not yeah, really yeah. Off, he, he, but, well, he did. Yeah, he was mad. I mean, he got upset. He got upset that uh, he was being that uh, he, the Bears were getting compared to Michigan. He didn't even say a word. Like, just like the Packers have dominated the Bears, like Michigan has been dominated by Ohio State. Yeah. But I mean, look who's. I mean, Isaac Yadam, uh, Channing Sullivan, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, perhaps Quentin Dunbar. Like those are the guys that are going to be playing corner. I just don't know if the Bears have enough weapons on the outside to actually take advantage of the Packers' issues on defense. Yeah, I don't think or, so. you know, they're, they're, well, Allen Robinson will get defense. his. But. Well, yeah, that's the exact same thing, though, with Cincinnati. It was like, can they take advantage of the corner situation for the Packers? And they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. That's a hell of a lot yeah. deeper receiving core than Allen Robinson, Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Robinson will get his. And then the Bears just put their uh, running back on the COVID list. They got to their, to their, their star running back is hurt and yeah now they put damian uh what? harris yeah williams or williams yeah. whatever damian williams on yeah so they're they're down but so they, yeah the offense but He's are you confident the, the packers gonna be packers gonna be able to hold up against that bear defense that 
I don't know. I think he's playing as well as anyone. Hey, but they got two games in a row they've won. They got a pretty good defense. And, you know, the only thing bad going for them yeah. is, like, their skill position, their line, their offensive line is just terrible. Now, all this said, Packers have won 19 in the last 22, and I expect that to happen. I expect it to make it 22 or 20 of 23 on Sunday for sure. Yeah. Uh, Zach, and I, can, I can see ways that they lose, but I, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens either. Uh, Zach, do you have any, like, favorite Packer Bears memories at all, just to put you on the spot quick? Uh, went to a Packers Bears game probably 2005, 2006, and uh, was going out the tunnel. Came back in, and a Bears fan in full Bears, uh, a fan. He, I don't know if he's a Bears fan or not, laying in his own puke in the in the ramp uh, or in, in the tunnel as I'm walking back in. Uh, picture of it on my Facebook. I'll, probably, I'll, I'll show it to oh, you yeah, guys. Oh, picture. At some point. Please, yeah. yeah but it, did you see that uh, a lot of the Bear fans around you? We're actually not surprised because a lot of Bear fans wind up that way after Packer games. He was just like knocked out, like laying in his own puke. Like it was, it was. Did you at hilarious. least have the decency to turn him over on his stomach so he didn't choke on it? Absolutely not. Or no, you said no. like even Drago, if he dies, well, he I, I, dies. I, I feel like he flipped in his own puke and fell. So <laughs> I, uh, I was not, I was not in the mood to help. I took the picture and cut walking. Speaking of puking and choking, what are your uh, last thoughts on the Brewer season? Uh, big big fan of that offense huge fan of that offense was was great all year and Craig Council made all the right moves oh wait my name's not Grant Bilsey sorry oh Uh, by the way hey Grant's gonna be check this out not only is Ben Kenny and his parents coming to the tailgate on Saturday but Grant Bills (laughs) is coming with his parents but Grant's gonna spend the night at my house Saturday how about that what yeah what yeah that's going to be amazing. He wants that, to party with yeah. me. I'm going to destroy him. <laughs> Zach, we love you, brother. That should be a good time. See All right, you, guys. See you, buddy. See you. Uh, Benjamin, good morning. Good morning, guys. A lot of stuff to cover with you really quick. I'm pretty hungover. I was going to say, you look, at a rough spot. you look pretty rough right now. <laughs> that, I, that game was just brutal. So the Eagles played Thursday Night Football. Did you expect... Oh, Polly says, well, you're going to look pretty stupid. Polly, I have no problem looking pretty stupid. I do that every day. Ben, did you expect the Eagles to beat and best Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? No, but I expected people on our team and on our coaching staff to be competent. And it's pretty unbelievable when you watch Green Bay play that even, even when they lose, you know that they still have a competent head coach. Or Ebo, they just have a really good Ebo, quarterback. We ran the ball once in the first half. Once. Actually, I do have a question for you. That's pretty tough. I thought you were extremely happy with the hire after week one and said we finally at least I know we've we've won some games and we I think it was actually take that back after week two. You guys were like one and one. And you're like, I'm just glad that they're rebuilding and it looks like it's going in the right direction. And we found a competent head coach well, that has now changed. And it's October 15th. Is he a fraud? Things have changed because they started playing real teams. Even when they were, even when they lost to Dallas, I wasn't that so surprised. So, do you think you were a little premature calling that? Well, you kind of like Christian well, Yelich was bad. You knew Big Mike and the boys were going to beat you guys, no problem. Oh, oh, yeah, I knew it. You know, Big Mike's got the offense dialed in for the Cowboys. But as the games go along, it's just clear successful. that he's a little puppet for the front office and what they want to do. Sounds like he's does he buddy the Craig Council, Rowdy. They run the ball Sorry. once in the first half each of the last two weeks, and if it wasn't for Sam Darnold throwing them the game last week, they wouldn't have won. So the Eagles got grounded, Ben. Why'd they go for two at the end there? The math says it. I can explain it. It's 
That's a longer conversation. That's, that's what I said because seventy five percent of the time you're either tied or winning if because you needed two scores. It's yeah, yeah. Um, it, it would take a while to explain, but when you're down fourteen, going for two is the right call. Stats are for losers. So when it comes, you can't use my drop on me. What do you mean? It's Matt Lafleur's drop. Stats are for losers. Yeah. Except win and losses, wins and losses are. Nick Sirianni's a loser. Stats is he a fraud? No, because he never really was built up to be that much. All right, so Ben, um, were you at Mondays last night, little Jamie on the rocks? No. What were you, what, what were you doing last night? Why are you so hungover today? I was around. What, what, what's that mean, around? It was at one bar, went to another. Name them. After the game, went home, watched Dodgers-Giants, which Oof, is pretty how about that insane swing? at the end. Are you, are you pro-robo-umps now? No, I'll never be pro-robo-umps. So, Rowdy and I are never pro-robo-umps. Eventually, the robots will... Be our overlords and take over when Skynet becomes self-aware. But yeah, we just wouldn't have anything to talk about in the morning. So Ben, someone to get mad at is very key when you lose. Well, here's here's what I wanted to get to. There's two things happening tomorrow that I'm very excited for. Number one is the, Grant. Well, actually, three things then. Three things I'm excited for. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show is not only coming down, but staying at my house tomorrow night, and his parents are coming. Not they're not staying at my house, but they're coming to the. Just grant us. I'm excited for that, but the Kent, your parents are coming too. They are. My bigger question here is: Are you in, are you guys and Grant going to get in a fight? Oh, me fighting Grant would be like uh, me taking on a wet paper bag, dude. Like I'd tear through that with like I just flick it, he'd be done. I love little Grant Bills. I love him. No, I would not fight him. I'm gonna cook him breakfast Sunday morning. We're gonna. I'm I'm gonna get in a fight with his liver. If he wants to party with me after the game, so I'm gonna destroy him and his liver. Uh, Rowdy, you gonna you can party out? You can party with us? I mean, I'm gonna be there. If anyone's gonna get into a fight with Grant Bills, it's gonna be Rowdy. <laughs> but the Kennys are coming. I'm excited to meet your parents. They are. You guys are going to the game. Are you coming back to party with us at the Red Zone? Uh we'll see. We'll see how the game goes. I would love to buy your mom a glass of wine and whatever your dad drinks. Uh, maybe a Sam Adams. So, Ben, Army though. Is there a chance that we see Army beat Wisconsin? I mean, yes. And I say that not because I'm confident that they will, but when you have a game that'll be shortened into as few possessions as we'll see on Saturday, where the score is as low as it's going to be, that, like they can make an upset because they'll be within a score or distant, like they'll be within arm's range all uh, all game. Would you guys take Justin Fields or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Rowdy? Well, oh. wait, like right now for Sunday's game or for the next 10 years? Uh, I'm just going with right now. I, I would take Aaron Rodgers because you're in a great position to win a Super Bowl. However, if you knew that this is his only year on your team, I would maybe take Fields because he could have a career. Easy, easy, whoever that was. Let's let's ease up a little bit here. Was that Jimbo Slice? Was that you? If Jimbo, if that was you, must be easy. All right, so back in the matter hand. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers is going to obliterate the Chicago Bears. Whoever just called in. You have to save all that anger and take it on on yourself after the Packers win by like three scores on Sunday at Soldier Field and totally punk you guys. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will help you pack your bags from Soldier Field and move you to Arlington Heights, wherever the hell it is you guys are going to play. It's going to be so embarrassing that you're going to not want to be there anymore. So, Ben, when you did the deep dive on Army and Wisconsin, a lot of these numbers like – What's the one that we were making fun of, Rowdy? That Wisconsin has less passing touchdowns than Army, and Army exclusively runs the ball. No, they actually have more. 
I, I've amended that statistic, Ebo, because Wisconsin has thrown three pick sixes. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll take that. So, Ben, what's the biggest glaring stat that's jumped out of this page for you that could be like spell trouble? I, the biggest one that could spell trouble in theory is Army, like Wisconsin, is one of the best rush defenses in the country. Now, they haven't really played anybody. Wisconsin, on the other hand, has played Penn State and Michigan, who are two great rushing teams, and they've shut them down. But Army's defense has shown an ability to stop rushing attacks. I the, the thing that scares me the most is, again, when you have a game where both teams, like the clock's never going to stop. So if there are only, what, like 10 possessions in this game total, or 12 total, and no team is going to get to 17 points, then one mistake could prove costly. One and we've seen Wisconsin special teams and Graham Mertz make mistakes that are killer. Rowdy, you have how many? What's the score line for you for Wisconsin Army? Like, what do I think the score is going to be? Yeah, I went with 31-14 Wisconsin. That yep. is so many points. Rowdy has 14 from Wisconsin. Zach was on at uh, 820 saying, like, do you really see them scoring twice? And Rowdy, your reasoning was what? The reason why I think Army can score 14 points is one touchdown offensively and one touchdown given to them by the Wisconsin offense or special teams. I think Wisconsin wins 13-6. to 13-6? to six? I don't think you guys understand 13 to 6 how how good these defenses are and how inept Wisconsin's offense is in the red zone. I have 28 to 7. I have no confidence when Wisconsin gets inside the 20 that they'll actually be able to score. Ebo, they've three passing touchdowns on the season. Army has four. 13 to 13. One of the things that we've seen though with Wisconsin this year is they've handled the lesser teams they've struggled mightily and still lost close games to the top 15 teams. That is true. But I think 13 to 6 in this form of a game is going to it's not going to be a blowout. If it's, it's 13 to 6, we're going to have like Wisconsin fans like jumping off cliffs. Uh, well, so people need to temper their expectations. At the most, Wisconsin wins by like 13 or 14. I have 28 to 7. There's aren't going to be any points scored. I don't, Rowdy, you have it going one or two ways, right? Well, I just, I feel like Wisconsin either runs over them and stops their run, or it's going to be a competitive defensive running game. It's only going to be one of two things. We're not going to see a 35-31 game. There's just no shot. No, I, there's no way Army scores. I, I mean, just, I just 14, don't see, I don't even yeah, 14. I don't see them scoring more than 14 points. I see Wisconsin scoring more than 13, though, Ben. Give I guess I would say give Wisconsin a little credit, but I guess give their running attack a little tr- Well, Ebo, that's three red zone trips. I'm going to assume they can only score a touchdown on one of them because we know Graham Mertz really, really struggles when he gets close to the end zone. That's that's three possessions. You give Army will get two field goals on two of theirs. I don't know how many other possessions are going to be in this game. It's going to be a quick game. How fast? What's the overrunner on time spent in this game? My God. So, Ben, with your deep dive of all of these stats then, this is what you've concluded, thirteen to six. God, that's tough. Rowdy, if you if it truly ends thirteen to six, are we gonna have some problems come Monday? We'll be screaming into the into the abyss about how bad the Badgers are if it's thirteen to six. Yeah, because obviously the offense is still really bad. And I think you watch that Illinois game. Illinois is not good, but they're not bad, bad, bad. And Oh, Army's a better football team. Well, what I'm getting at here is Wisconsin dominated that game. Obviously, the the line ended up, what was it, minus 10, minus 11. 
Wisconsin clearly covered that game, pitched a shutout. I could see them pitching another shutout against Army if their linebackers play up to the level of ability that I think we all expect them to play at. Mm-hmm. Because when I we had uh, sports director Zach Heilpern on, I told him, or I asked him what his score would be because I was curious if he had them covering or not because that was if you have them covering, you obviously are expecting the linebackers and defensive line mm-hmm. to stop the option. And the biggest thing with stopping the option is the it's it's your assignment football and the best two units on this football team are the defensive line and the linebackers and if there were any two units that i expect to handle their assignments it's those two teams therefore i think they're going to play pretty good defense and shut down army for the most point wow here's why army might not move forward at all and they might only score on wisconsin's mistakes First of all, their best player, Christian Anderson, who is their quarterback, quote-unquote, really is the guy that touches the ball all the time. He's not playing, he might not he? play. Yeah. He's their leader in literally everything, and he's been their most efficient passer. Actually, it's funny. When you look at his passing numbers, they, they look really good. Uh, much better than Graham Mertz. But also 7.4 yards per carry. He might not play, so that'll really hinder the Army offense. Army's offense is one of the least efficient teams, and I, I'm getting a little into the weeds Get into the weeds, baby. Get into the weeds. One of the least efficient teams on early downs of any in the nation. Their success rate is a little bit above 50%. Well, it's hard to be successful when you're doing a... third best in that area. What does that mean? On first and second down, Army's offense rarely gets chunk yardage. And and we know that. They like three-yard run, three-yard run, four-yard run. That's what I was going to say. It's it's hard to be efficient on first down when your first down play is a fullback dive. (laughs) But Wisconsin's defense is impenetrable almost on the early downs. So what what does that mean? Army's going to see a lot of third and distance scenarios, which when you're trying to run the ball for nine yards in those spots, it's very rare they're going to have success. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, so thanks for the deep dive on that, Ben. Thirteen, if it's thirteen to six, I'm gonna be yelling a lot. And that's uh, why Wisconsin has to move the football offensively and score because if you're shutting Army down right away, you should in theory have some short fields. Yeah. Those numbers, when you flip it, Wisconsin's offense is very middle of the pack on early downs. They suck on third down. We've we, we've seen them play enough to know that. Army's defense, however, is in the bottom of the nation, near the bottom on early downs. So a lot of the numbers point towards Wisconsin having success. You just need to ask the question of, can Grammar's throw it? a 10-yard touchdown? Can they do it? Yeah. Uh, Rowdy, we got a message here. Uh, speaking of the tailgate tomorrow at the, the red zone from 5 to 7 is when we're doing our show. We'll be there a little earlier, though. Uh, our guy Corey says, I think Rowdy and Grant Bills will be getting at odds with each other <laughs> on Saturday. You get a couple beers in Rowdy and around Grant Bills, and I'm gonna, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get a couple Coors Lights in Rowdy. He's going to get a little salty. He's going to get a little inspired. And then I'm going to ask Grant Bills some baseball questions. And then I'm going to make sure that Rowdy's in your shot while I ask Grant Bills these baseball questions. And that's what will have Rowdy turn to Rowdy. And then we'll see what happens between him and Grant Bills. Do you think that anything like that will happen? I'm probably just going to roll my eyes. What if I, you know, I'm good at getting on the people's skin and pushing. Did you hear that Bears fan that just called in? He was, he was, he was upset at the world. I'm sorry that your team sucks, dude. That's fine, though. I'm sorry that the Packers own you. I'm sorry that the Packers are your daddy. Uh, but I am excited. I'm excited to meet the Kennys. I'm excited to meet uh, the Bills and party with Grant Bills. So there you go. All right. This right here 
is going to be for whoever it was that called in and had some very naughty language. I don't know who you were, but this one goes out to you, nameless angry individual. This is for you. The Happy Schnapps with the uh, the timeless polka classic, The Bears Still Suck. <laughs> 